Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. Find out about their upcoming DU Expo at duckexpo.com. I'm Dan Small. Today we'll talk to author Jeff Nania about his latest book in the Northern Lakes Mystery Series, Musky Run. And the DNR's Janet Hutchins tells us all about work and play events for Earth Day at state parks and other properties. All that and more coming up on Outdoors Radio, so stay right there. Well, folks, it's time now for Madison Outdoors, and you hear this feature every week at this time on WTSO, the Big 1070, and on our podcast on LakeLink on iHeartRadio and wherever you get your podcasts. Joining us once again is Pat Hasberg. He's proprietor of DNS Bait Tackle and Fly Shop on Northport Drive there in Madison, and his website is dsbait.com. You can also find him on Facebook at DNS Bait Tackle and Fly Shop, and he posts a weekly fishing report there every Friday morning, so be sure to check it out before you head out on the Madison Chain or area lakes and rivers. Well, Pat, welcome back, and thanks for joining us again. No problem. Always a pleasure, Dan. I would imagine you got high water there. I have not been in the Madison area. I drove around Madison to get to where I had to go earlier this week, but got to be high water now, no? Well, on the rivers, definitely. The rivers are definitely up uh, around town, though the water's maybe a little high, but it's nothing that you wouldn't expect in the spring. Well, that's good. And are the landings in good shape? They are. The city of Madison Parks just put in all the main launches. So Warner, Tenney, Ulbrich, and Olin are all in now. And then now they're working on kind of the secondary launches around town. I know the county is working on all their launches, too. Won't be long, and we'll have full access to all the lakes out here. Excellent. Well, people are out. I know you've been posting reports. Uh, crappies seem to be the main target right now. That's right. Uh, the crappie bite down here has been great. Down on Monona Bay and the Triangles, folks have been doing really well, getting good numbers of crappies in there. Mostly just floating crappie minnows or, or plastics that have actually been out fishing live baits a little bit recently. That crappie bite's been good down there. Also up here on the north side, Cherokee Park and the 113 Bridge, they've been getting some crappies and actually some perch in there, too. Oh, okay. How about on Mendota, the big lake? But the ice is still relatively new coming off. I think it's just been two weeks we've had open water over there. I haven't heard a lot on the main lake itself, but some of the inlets folks have been doing well. The Mendota County Park Inlet, Marshall Park, Spring Harbor, University Bay a little bit has been seeing some good panfish action. Anywhere you can find shallow water is going to be the areas that warm up earliest here, and uh, that attracts the fish to get in there. So they have been getting some fish on those inlets. As far as the main lake goes, it's, it's been kind of quiet. A, a few bass anglers enjoying the early season catch and release bass have also been doing well. Mm-hmm. And of course, catching some accidental walleyes, they're also up shallow. The bait fish are up there enjoying the warm water, and the game fish will follow those bait fish right up there, and everybody's just trying to warm up after a somewhat long winter. Well, what do you hear on Monona? Monona itself, it's also been uh, kind of quiet. You know, the water out there is a little cooler, but Monona Bay has been great for crappie action in there. Warming up. Also, Wickawack Bay, which is formerly known as Squaw Bay, mm-hmm. has seen some action in there. And Winnequaw Park, which is a, has a little lagoon in it, has also been holding some good panfish. So I guess that's kind of the theme of the time right now is anywhere shallow is going to be holding some fish this time of year. 
Any reports from Wabisa or Kiganza? Not much that I've heard. I've heard about a few fish coming out of the fish camp area on the north end of Kiganza, a few fish out of the south bay on Wabisa, again, both panfish down there. I haven't heard a ton of reports out of either of those lakes, but there are some fish. Anywhere you find shallow water, you're likely to find fish this time of year. I would fully expect to have a busy weekend here at the shop with lots of folks getting out and enjoying the next weather. Yeah, that's a good thing. Well, how about around the area? The uh, Wisconsin River has been running high. I don't know what it'll be like on the weekend, but it's been all shoots open, apparently, up on at Sauk Prairie. That's right. Up at the Sauk Dam, they've had every gate open up there all week long, and mm. actually part of last week. I think last I checked, the river was running at 43,000 CFS. Yeah. Uh, I think the average for this time of year is right around 15,000 or just under that. So, yeah, the water's really pushing out of there. Anglers in boats are having a tough time holding their boat in those uh, heavy currents. But the shore anglers are actually doing pretty well up and down the river from what I hear. You know, that swift current and cold water that's out there coming down from up north has a lot of the fish... Also, again, moving up into the shallow areas to get away from the current and away from some of that colder water. Uh huh. How about farther upstream on the Wisconsin? Same thing. It's you know the water's just raging through the whole river right now. The Wisconsin Dells Dam, Castle Rock Dam, Petewell Dam are all holding fish right now, and folks are doing well. It's that time of year. I get reports that some females have dropped some eggs, but most of what I hear are that the big females are up. And the spawn is in full swing right now. Yeah, this is the time of year that happens uh, almost every year. Well, how about trout streams? Uh, have you been out again since we talked last? I was. I actually made it out on Easter Sunday for a little bit. Beautiful day. I think it was 65 degrees. Yeah. Almost no wind. Beautiful day to be out uh, in the Blue River system out there checking out some streams and started off getting some fish on midges, tiny little midge patterns, but then uh, a nice caddis hatch came off in the afternoon. And I did really well. I caught a beautiful 15-inch brown trout. Uh, nice. The nicest fish I got that day. Yeah. With this warmer weather, and now that we're not dealing with snow melt, the stream temperatures are going to stabilize. Uh, that's going to put off more uh, bug hatches, and uh, the trout are definitely going to get more active. So both on the fly side of things, but also spinning gear. You know, uh, those fish are going to be more apt to chase down a spinner after some of those faster baits. This yeah. Time here. Sounds good. Well, you've got a seminar series. It's underway, and I understand Ron Bearfield is speaking on the 27th. What's he talking about? Ron's going to be discussing out-of-the-box tactics on the Wisconsin River. So Ron, as you know, uh, is a very knowledgeable uh, fishing guy. He's been doing it for many years. He knows the river maybe better than anybody I know anyway. Yeah. And a lot of people fish for bass using bass lures and fish for walleye using walleye lures. He likes to mix it up a little bit. So he's going to be talking about using bass lures to catch walleyes and walleye lures to catch bass and different tactics that he uses. It should be a very well-attended presentation, and I know a lot of folks are looking forward to hearing Ron talk. Yeah, I actually tried to reach him for this week, and he's up in Ohio fishing <laughs> Lake Erie now. Um, so he'll have a report on big walleyes, I would imagine, by the time he gets back. And then Noah Humfeld, May 4th, right? Yep, Noah's going to be talking on May 4th. He'll be talking about opening day strategies. We were able to sneak in one seminar after I took over the shop here. It was just a great presentation talking about what to expect on opening day as far as crowds, but also tactics uh, to, for walleyes and bass and 
anything that swims down out and around the Madison chain and up on the river too. So it's a great presentation, and uh, he's of, of course a very well-respected, knowledgeable guide in the area. So I actually skipped your first seminar. That's next Thursday, the twentieth, right? That's right. We're going to have Austin Rogatsky in, and he is a well-respected local guide. He guides around the Madison area in the winter and spring. He spends a lot of time on the Rock River, and he mostly focuses on walleyes this time of year. He's a big fan of hair for walleyes, so that's going to be his presentation. So he'll be talking about hair jigs for walleyes, but also flies for walleyes. At least in this part of the state, walleye flies are sort of a new thing that folks are getting into. It's a very effective way to catch walleyes. A lot of people have questions about that that come in the shop, so I'm sure that presentation is going to be very well attended as well. He stopped using live bait and any other traditional methods for catching walleye and switched all the walleye flies and hair jigs now. That's all he uses. So it should be a very interesting presentation. Yeah, and he still catches fish or he'd be doing something else. Oh, he catches a lot of fish, believe me. (laughs) (laughs) He does well. Okay. And then you've got the Southern Wisconsin TU Banquet, right? Yep. Southern Wisconsin chapter of Trout Unlimited. Full disclosure, I sit on the board of that organization. Great group of folks, and they're having their spring fair fundraiser on April 22nd, Saturday, starts at 4 p.m. Uh, it's going to be a great event, uh, great food, bucket raffles. We're doing a little friendly casting competition, cool. and uh, it's right at the East Side Club here on Lake Monona. It's a beautiful spot right on the lake, big open lawn there, and if we have good weather, it's just going to be a wonderful event. Excellent. All right. Well, Pat, thanks so much for that report. We will talk to you again soon, and uh, hope you have a great weekend. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, always a pleasure, and uh, you take care. We'll talk soon. All righty. Pat Hesberg from DNS Bait Tackle and Fly Shop with the Madison Report. You can find him on Facebook under the name of his shop. Easy to find. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. If you're ever in a motor vehicle accident, call Hupe and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm Voted Best and Rated Best, Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit hupe.com. And all 11 offices of Hupe and Abraham are open for business. Now, the firm of Hupe and Abraham has paid thousands of dollars in rewards to help solve crimes. And Michael Hupe is the president of Milwaukee Crime Stoppers, and he's offering a $25,000 reward for the next anonymous tip that solves a homicide case. We've mentioned this now for several months, and apparently no takers yet. But if you've got a tip on an unsolved homicide case, visit MilwaukeeCrimeStoppers.com. Well, joining me again from Wisconsin Rapids, Jeff Kelm. Jeff, I imagine in this warm weather we've experienced uh, this week, you've been out doing some fun things. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get as many things done as we can, uh, enjoying the weather in between, you know, we never know what spring is going to give us, but, uh, went out and did some fishing, you know, I, I, 
I had a really good time fishing a couple weeks ago, and yeah. so I thought, you know, let, let's give it another shot. And, uh, well, the r- river humbled me again. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you just, you know, you take the good with the bad anytime you go out. But, um, uh, but I did get a chance to go out and been doing some things with the bees. I actually been putting up an electric fence and, you know, believe it or not, the electric fence does not keep the bees in. I believe um, it. <laughs> but, uh, but it does keep the bears out. And, no, uh, you good. know, this time of year, bears are out. They're hungry. Um, everybody thinks they go into the beehives looking for honey, which they don't mind honey, but, uh, they actually go in looking for brood, uh, baby bees and stuff like that. And so, uh, um, okay. they need a lot of that protein source at this time of year. And that's, a uh, that's kind of easy pickings in a, in a beehive at, uh, right now. So, uh, those of you that got bees right now, do, do, uh, do your due diligence and get yourself a bear fence, even if it's a temporary unit. I'm um, putting up one that'll be up, uh, be up permanently. So, um, oh, good. and then, uh, I had a chance to go check out Suez, Central Wisconsin, um, environmental station. It's in Amherst Junction. And, uh, if you haven't been there, Dan, it is, Really a neat place. I think it would have been a, a great place to, uh, to feature on Outdoor Wisconsin. Really unique, uh, piece of, uh, Wisconsin, uh, management, uh, not only on the DNR side of things, but, um, this, this, uh, station, uh, is 200 acres and, uh, there are 200 students that go to school there daily. Wow. Uh, and, uh, they're, um, their classroom is very much so the environment. They have some yurts nice. set up. Um, they walk from classroom to classroom, which is outside one building to the next building, you know, uh, lots of Wisconsin history around, lots of uh, opportunity to play in the outdoors and, um, environmental students from the University of Stevens Point are there teaching quite a few lessons. And I got to go there for an overnight trip with the fourth graders from Emanuel Lutheran School in Wisconsin Rapids. And, uh, that was my son's class. And, uh, anybody who's ever spent an overnight with a group of 10 year olds understands how the evening went. But yeah. during the day, it was awesome. They really <laughs> had a great time. Nice. Very nice. Now, do those students who are there, do they live there or are they bused in or do they drive in? Are they folks driving them in? How does that work? Uh, yeah, so they're bussed in and, uh, folks drive them in each day. And, uh, I mean, I would have loved to be in a classroom like that, but it was a cool opportunity for, uh, students. And I guess that is open to, uh, many, many students across the, uh, the state of Wisconsin that they can, they can visit there and in, in a multitude of capacities. And it's right on Sunset Lake, uh, near Amherst Junction. And, you know, it's not a lake I've tried to ice fish yet, Dan, I'm, but I may put it on the list for next year. <laughs> yeah, you know uh, where it is, anyway. <laughs> really, really cool opportunity. It was a lot of fun to be a part of that. Nice. Is that a charter school, an environmental charter, charter it is. school? It is. It is an environmental okay. charter school, yes. Okay. And that's one that, uh, that's the kind of school that Jeff Nania, who's on this week's show, uh, has a lot to do with. We don't talk about it in uh, in this interview, but uh, maybe another time I'll get him on and talk about it. That'd be great. I picked up my new Crestliner 1750 Fishhawk at Cedar Lake Sales this weekend. Boy, it's a beaut. It's got two Humminbird Helix 8s. It's a step up from the 7s that I've had on the last couple boats. And mm-hmm. Brian Bell showed me some of the features of the Terova trolling motor. And maybe you're familiar with these kind of motors, but you can set this one to follow a specific contour. You can even, mm-hmm. it'll go in circles around a hump. So, going to be great for working drop-offs or deep water structure but i've got some studying to do before i uh take it out and yeah, <laughs> and make yeah it for work. sure yeah 
And folks, the first spring turkey hunting period starts Wednesday, next Wednesday the 19th. I'm looking forward to it, and I'll be scouting this weekend. And you've got second period, I think you said? Yep, second period. Both uh, both Robert and I have second period, so nice, we'll nice. find some time to get out. Yeah, okay. And I presented a seminar last Monday night uh, at the Moose Lodge in Kenosha at a meeting of the Kenosha Sport Fishing and Conservation Association. It was a small crowd, but they were receptive and... Uh, folks had stories to tell, and that's always the best part of a presentation like that is uh, people ask you about, oh, what about uh, when you did this or that, or, uh, you know, my uncle was on your show 25 years ago, or I've been watching you since I was a kid, so I got a lot of stories like that. It was fun. And all voting on spring hearing questions was done virtually again this year. We talked about that last week, and... Uh, We'll share results as soon as they're available. I don't have them yet, but I'm hoping next week we'll have something. So, Well, coming up, Jeff Nania, as I mentioned, will be joining us. He's going to talk about his new book in the Northern Lakes Mystery Series. It's called Musky Run. And we'll also learn about Earth Day events coming up in our state parks from Janet Hutchins of the Wisconsin DNR. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. Flow has made world-class recreational and utility trailers for 40 years, and the industry-leading innovations keep on coming. Choose an all-aluminum UT model or Cargo Max, the only utility trailer with a molded polymer bed, integrated sides, and an engineered aluminum frame. With either one, you'll know you don't have just any old trailer. If a new trailer is on your mind, check out floeintl.com. Flow trailers, where the rubber meets the road. Are you looking for that perfect Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of unclouded public land with 160 plus miles of beautiful ATV UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to exploreflorencecounty.com and plan your trip today. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. We at Remy Battery Company want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the past 90-plus years and your continued support of our local, family-owned company. Stop in and see the expertise of over nine decades of battery knowledge and customer service. Let us take care of the batteries for all of your needs, from power tools to sump pumps and ATVs to hunting decoys, even down to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Attention future hunters. Hunting season for turkey, small game, and deer is right around the corner. Don't wait to think about hunter education. The time to enroll is now. The Wisconsin DNR offers several options to choose from, making it easier than ever to enroll. Just browse for upcoming youth or adult hunter education classes at gowild.wi.gov and join the ranks of today's hunter education graduates who are ensuring the safe future of our hunting heritage. Classes fill up quickly, so don't wait. Enroll today. A message from Wisconsin DNR. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Well, 
Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Joining me now is Jeff Nania. Jeff had a long career in law enforcement, wetlands restoration for the Aldo Leopold Foundation and other organizations. He's worked with environmental charter schools and recently retired as executive director of the Wisconsin Waterfowl Association. In his retirement, he's written four novels in the Northern Lakes Mystery Series, Figure 8, Spider Lake, Bow Cutter, and his latest, Musky Run. His website is feetwetwriting.com, and he joins us now from his farm in Portage, Wisconsin. Well, Jeff, thanks for joining us, and welcome back to the Outdoors Radio Network. Dan, thank you for having me. Hey, I am loving this spring. I was going to say, happy spring. We're talking 70s, <laughs> maybe 80s this week. Unbelievable. But we... Well, I'm very excited for the ice to go out on Spider Lake, or mm-hmm. my cabin up on Spider Lake in Sawyer County. Mm-hmm. Um, is waiting for the ice out. Well, I am too. I'm planning to go to the governor's fishing opener in Price County, but I think there's still two feet of ice up there, so I don't know. One year, the opener was on Namakagan, and Tommy Thompson was governor at the time. They chopped enough ice to launch a boat and get a photo, but (laughs) everybody went ice fishing instead. That was 25 years ago, whenever it was. Well, folks, I talked with Jeff back in December, and we had a wide-ranging conversation, as we often do, about his books, the importance of the natural world as a place for rejuvenation, and a few other things as well. And you can hear that conversation because it's archived on our LakeLink radio site. Just click on our show. If you go to lake-link.com slash radio, click on our show, and then on archives, and look for show 1750. Now, Jeff, we covered a lot of ground in December, including your family tradition of vacationing on Spider Lake in that cabin that you just mentioned, and how you started writing mystery novels. We won't repeat all that here now, but if folks had missed that conversation, they can go and listen to it, show 1750, as I mentioned. But we need to set the scene for your latest book, Musky Run. Like others, it takes place in fictional Namakagan County, in and around the town of Muskie Falls. So tell us about Muskie Falls. Muskie Falls is a wonderful community. John Cabrelli, who's the sheriff in the book, is just like us. The same trials and tribulations we all have. And Muskie Falls is my idea of a wonderful community. It's a place where people come together. It's a place where people believe in things that have great value. They aren't often mistaken about those valuable things. I put in my book in the acknowledgments that I thank my friends like you and my family. You guys have made me rich in every way that matters. And the characters in my books are very much based on all sorts of you guys, snippets here and there. Well, your protagonist, John Cabrelli, you mentioned him. He's a retired police officer who has become the sheriff of Namakagan County, and he's engaged to a local school teacher, Julie Carlson. For those who haven't read your earlier novels, tell us a little more about John Cabrelli. Well, John Cabrelli was a law enforcement officer in South Madison, and he got involved in an incident. been very interesting people's response to this in the first book, because no one knows what the right answer is. The situation he was involved in had a tragic result. Uh-huh. And it changed his life. John Cabrelli faces all sorts of demons because of this instance. Because he is a good man. He really is. But sometimes these situations 
lived with someone forever. And you mentioned and, demons. We won't give too much away, but he faces at least one of those demons at one point in the book. Uh, it's brief, but... He it does. It's very, very gripping. And, you know, one of the takeaways for me was you had to have lived this kind of activity to have written so believably about it. I mean, you yourself were in law enforcement. You saw tragedies. You saw shootings. You, I don't know if you were involved in any, but you can't write about that kind of stuff, just like you can't write believably about hunting and fishing unless you hunt and fish, you know. I think you're the perfect guy, really, to write this kind of book because you've been there. Well, I think, I think you know, regarding hunting and fishing, a guy sent me this story, and he wanted me to read it and see what I thought, and I read it, and I realized I probably had never hunted or fished in his life. Oh, my. He was a great writer, had command of the English language, but he didn't know anything about hunting and fishing. And that lack of credibility, for me as a reader, a lifetime reader, that's a non-starter. Yeah. Well, credibility, you've got it, and you've got it in this book for sure. And when the book opens, Muskie Falls is getting ready for a big race and the return of a well-known native daughter, Anna McDonald. So who is Anna? Well, Anna McDonald, she grew up in Muskie Falls. Her family owned a bakery there, and Anna worked in the family bakery, getting up, delivering bread every morning, and it was a wonderful family. But Anna got a chance to run in a race. She loved to run. And she and Julie Carlson, John Carbelli's wife-to-be, ran together, and yep. they went on. Well, it turned out that Anna McDonald was not just any runner. She was one of the best runners in the world. And it follows the tales of a couple of Olympians following the same kind of life. Mm -hmm. And Anna McDonald comes back to Muskie Falls to be the MC of the Great Wilderness Race. Yeah, and the Great Wilderness Race is at least a triathlon. You've got... Running, biking, log crossing, all kinds of all kinds of northern Wisconsin stuff going on there, on a trail that well, that sounds a lot like the North Country Trail or maybe the the Berkebeiner Trail. It could be similar to that. You know what's interesting <laughs> is when I was writing about this race, I, I wanted this to be exactly correct. Yeah, and so I engaged four racers to be my technical race committee. One is a 14-time Ironman competitor. Another one was an Ironman competitor and a cross-country running coach. Uh -huh. Another one was, what's their name, but a wilderness runner and a wilderness competitor. And the other one was a world champion lumberjack. We worked together to develop the race strategy. And seeing how they didn't actually have to do the race, but had done races like it, they made it as punishing as possible. I guess they did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great race. Well, we will leave the mystery of who wins the race to be a mystery until folks read the book. But in addition to the human characters, Anna and John and Julie and all the other folks of, of Muskie Falls, you introduce an animal that plays a significant role, too. And why did you bring that into the story? We are trying in Wisconsin... Other states, too, but in Wisconsin, we're trying to decide what spaces we're going to fill. We've had a long relationship with wildlife, and we appreciate it, and we've been able to have a peaceful coexistence. But that coexistence gets challenged every day now, it seems, mm -hmm. 
most recently the comments that just came out on wolves. Yeah. They are across the board. They are everything from just shoot them on sight and let them live their lives. And we have to find some kind of balance. And so there's an animal that shows up, an animal that periodically shows up in Wisconsin, and it requires that we start to balance. Mm-hmm. Because while we might think we're the top predators in our state, we just might not be. <laughs> well, Jeff, we got to take a break here. We'll let folks ponder that thought here for a minute or so. Will you stick with us and talk more about I'll your book? I'd right. be thrilled. All right. Folks, I'm talking with Jeff Nania about his latest book, Musky Run, and we'll ask him about that title in just a minute. We'll be right back after this. I'm Dan Small. You're listening to Outdoors Radio. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. I'm talking with Jeff Nania. He is a conservationist and a novelist, and he's written four mystery novels in the Northern Lakes Mystery Series. We're talking about the latest one, Muskie Run. And Jeff, Muskie Run is a trail in your book. What's the significance of that of that name and the title of the book? Well, Muskie Run is used in lots of places in northern Wisconsin. There's a former Muskie Run resort and a town, a fictional town called Hayward, Wisconsin, <laughs> has a Muskie Run that occurs mid-June for the Muskie Festival. And it's just the name of an athletic event, but there's trails that run along these waterways in northern Wisconsin, and some of them have been nicknamed Muskie Runs. Uh-huh. And they're just beautiful running places, and I can't imagine a better place for hiking than Muskie Run. Okay, that's the significance of the title, folks. Well, we don't want to give away everything that happens in this book, but there's a race, there's a winning team, and then there's a big mystery, and the mystery brings the whole town together. That's the remarkable thing to me, is how the town came together to try to solve this mystery. And even outsiders, the visiting press, got involved. Talk about that. Well, yeah, I'd like to talk about that because one of the things that happens is an interview with a visiting journalist. Right. This is a well-known national journalist. This has become national news. And there's a discussion that goes on between one of the characters, Jack Wheeler, who's a lawyer, about reporting and the sensational part of reporting and the... She says, well, you know, the real story here is this. All these people coming together as a community, all these people ready to do whatever they need to do to solve this, to make things better. Mm -hmm. But you won't write about that, he basically says. And the reporter says, because it doesn't sell shampoo. Uh But she said, but I remember a situation, and a lot of people will, where a community in Wisconsin had peaceful demonstrations during the day. And that night... Vandals started the place on fire. Mm-hmm. Violence running rampant. National Guard called in. One of the first people to die was a minister who was killed by the boy he baptized. Yeah. And 
The reporter said the next morning, after all was said and done, the nighttime, the visual part of lights flashing, fire hoses crisscrossing the streets. The next morning, she said, I went down there and a guy came out with a shovel, mm. one guy, and he started to clean up. He started to reclaim his community, and pretty soon there were lots of people out reclaiming their communities, trying to find what was lost, because without a place, you can't have a community. And, you know, I thought that was important. And, you know, we could do so much more, Dan. We could do so much better. We just have to figure out a mechanism for doing it. And as long as, you know, we agree on 97% of everything. We want clean air and clean water. And we want to be able to see a doctor when we need to, and we want to be able to get our kids to get educated in school. And it's just a 3% that we fan the flames. Yeah. And it keeps us apart. Yep. How can that 3% of anything mean anything to anyone? So that's my take on that. Yeah, well, I don't have an answer to that, but you certainly depict a community coming together and working together, uh, feeding uh, searchers, and then the the reporters uh, chipping in as well and you know and offering to help and and clean up and serve food and so on um but folks that is an important part of that story and before we leave this story because I do want to bring up one other topic is there going to be another John Cabrelli mystery Jeff well Dan the 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 reason I can't really answer that one way or the other is because I didn't even know there was going to be a first John. <laughs> yeah, but now there are four. <laughs> now there are four. Before you knew it, there were four. Yeah. So I guess we'll just have to see. I don't know. You'll just have to see. Okay. For the time being, I'm going out to a lot of libraries and going to be traveling around the state, talking to people and, and talking about the books. And so we're kind of looking forward to that. Yeah. Now I'm going to be up in your neck of the woods uh-huh. in Westby. Really? When? I don't know, but I can send you the date. Okay, we'll talk about it. Well, it's good that, that from my perspective, that, that and a selfish perspective, that you're taking a break from your writing because you're cranking these books out so fast, I almost can't keep up with them reading them, you know. But uh, I sat down and read Musky Run in three nights, and I rarely do that. My wife said, it's midnight. I said, look, I'm going to finish this book tonight. And, you know, I had about 20 pages left and I did. But it's a remarkable story, folks. You will enjoy it if you love Wisconsin's North Woods, if you love good character development, if you like mystery novels and you try to figure out who done it. got to mention, we're going to have audio books. Oh, cool. The first one is, is done. I read it. And uh, I'm not reading the rest of them, but somebody has. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> That's great that it's going to be uh, that you're going to have audio books. Well, Jeff, um, before we let you go, um, and folks, you can find this book and all three books at feetwetwriting.com, which is Jeff's website. You will, I think, you'll find a schedule of his events where he's going to be around the state uh, at. Uh, libraries and other venues uh, selling his books and giving talks and signing autographs and signing copies of the book, feetwetwriting.com. Well, Jeff, just before we started this conversation, I heard on the news that two police officers in Cameron, Wisconsin, Chippewa County, were killed over the weekend. The suspect was also killed. My first impression was, oh my goodness, you're not safe anywhere in law enforcement. I mean, it's a risky job, even in 
the, the great north. It is a true tragedy. You know, a law enforcement officer, in the middle of the night, if you call a law enforcement officer, you dial 911, an officer that you probably never met, don't know who they are, is going to drive as fast as they can to help you. Mm. Facing danger, I mean, facing danger head on. And there are inherent risks with that. Lately, we have struggled with how things are going to work out. There are da there's danger in our communities, and it hits rural areas of Wisconsin less, but probably more profoundly than it does in urban areas. It's not uncommon if you read the Milwaukee or Madison papers to hear about shots fired overnight. Yeah. In rural Wisconsin, there's perceived safety, and part of that perceived safety is community. Mm -hmm. We have got to make some solid decisions, and we have got to decide how it is we're going to handle these things, because they are not going away. And you have every expectation that if you call the police, they'll come and they'll do something. Yep. I am so sorry for these families that are grieving. Everybody knows that maybe you won't come home that night. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that that could be a possibility. But when it happens, it hits home so hard. And it's so hard for people and families. And, you know, some guy who shoots a cop and you've got all these people that are affected, the community members, the other officers, the family, everyone. I am so sorry for those families. I am so sorry for the loss of those brave officers. I don't even know what to say. Well, you've said a lot, and I think you leave us with the thought that we should all be very aware of, if not constantly, at least on a regular basis, how important law enforcement officers are in helping maintain our lifestyle and the, the fact that we can enjoy living in Wisconsin and rural Wisconsin in particular, and we just hope that they will be there when we need them, and then and we wish them a safe and happy life, which is all we all want, really. That's all we all want. Yeah. Well, gosh, we got to wrap this up, Jeff. We could talk forever. Thanks, uh, <clears throat> thanks Dan. You bet. Thank I you. Really appreciate you having me on. Well, thank you so much, folks. Once again, the book, Musky Run, the website, feetwetwriting.com. The author is Jeff Nania. He's got a lot to say, a lot of thought goes into his books and uh, into our conversations as well. So I hope you enjoyed it. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Attention future hunters. Hunting season for turkey, small game, and deer is right around the corner. Don't wait to think about hunter education. The time to enroll is now. The Wisconsin DNR offers several options to choose from, making it easier than ever to enroll. Just browse for upcoming youth or adult hunter education classes at gowild.wi.gov and join the ranks of today's hunter education graduates who are ensuring the safe future of our hunting heritage. Classes fill up quickly, so don't wait. Enroll today. A message from Wisconsin DNR. Step outside, let us be your guide. Florence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for that perfect Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of unclouded public land with 160 plus miles of beautiful ATV UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. 
go to exploreflorencecounty.com and plan your trip today. Flow has made world-class recreational and utility trailers for 40 years, and the industry-leading innovations keep on coming. Choose an all-aluminum UT model or Cargo Max, the only utility trailer with a molded polymer bed, integrated sides, and an engineered aluminum frame. With either one, you'll know you don't have just any old trailer. If a new trailer is on your mind, check out floeintl.com. Flow trailers, where the rubber meets the road. Introducing the all-new OutdoorNews.com, the most trusted source for all things out of doors in the Great Lakes region just got better. At OutdoorNews.com, you'll now have full access to every outdoor news story, breaking news and updates, our comprehensive fishing and hunting reports, pro tips, and much more for our seven-state region and beyond. Top hunters and anglers look to Outdoor News to keep them up to date and ahead of the crowd. Now it's easier than ever with the all-new OutdoorNews.com. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the ruffed grouse and American woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Earth Day is Saturday, April 22nd. That's next weekend, and there will be plenty of ways to celebrate Earth Day all month. But next Saturday, a number of state parks will be hosting special events to celebrate Earth Day. And joining me now to talk about how you can make a difference as you celebrate Earth Day is Janet Hutchins. She is the coordinator of Friends Groups and Volunteer Services in the Bureau of Parks and Recreation Management for the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources. Janet, thanks for joining us, and welcome to the Outdoors Radio Network. Thanks for having me today, Dan. You bet. Now, that's quite a long title you've got there, but uh, the key there is Friends Groups and Volunteer Services, and we will get to that in a moment, but let's talk about Earth Day first. Many listeners know it was founded by our former governor and U.S. Senator Gaylord Nelson back in 1970, but what can you tell us about Earth Day to help us understand its importance and its history? back in the 1970s, 53 years ago now, and when Governor Nelson, or Gaylord Nelson, first proposed this day, it was really to help raise awareness about air and water pollution. And at that time, it really caught on like wildfire, and the idea spread across the country, and millions of people participated in this day of environmental awareness. Today, it's still observed 
around the world and is commemorated as a full month, really, of recognition, stewardship, and celebration of the natural environment. So we're still having this day of stewardship and natural resource awareness 50-plus years later after that initial Earth Day. Yeah, and I think that's remarkable. I can remember the first Earth Day and what a big deal it was, and it's still a big deal. And here in Wisconsin, many of our parks are offering what you're calling work-play events. What's that all about? Yeah, that's a chance for citizens to join us in stewardship events and caring for our natural resources to come out to our parks, forests, recreation areas, and trails to help with a stewardship event that might include clearing the property of some of the winter debris to get ready for the camping season, some litter pickup, maybe planting trees, and some minor maintenance work at the properties, a a way to kind of get involved and give back and enjoy the natural environment. And then we encourage folks to stay and play and go for a hike, a bike, or maybe bird watching to see those migratory birds as they pass, pass through this month. So you work for a while, and then you get a a break, and then you can enjoy the park that you help clean up. That's correct. Yeah. Now, some people might say, well, don't we have DNR staff who are hired to do this kind of work? Yeah, we sure do. Our staff regularly do this type of work, but part of our mission is to involve the public in our stewardship, and it's a great way to raise awareness about our natural environment, to learn about our different ecosystems across the state, to learn about our cultural heritage of the different properties, and really working in nature and learning helps uh, everybody feel more invested in care of our public lands. Not only is it a learning opportunity, but a great way to enjoy the beauty of Wisconsin and the outdoors. Well, that certainly makes sense. And you coordinate friends groups for the DNR. So what are friends groups and what do they do? Friends groups are also volunteers. It's an organized group of people who have similar interests in Wisconsin natural resources, education, and recreation opportunities, and they volunteer their time and give services in support of one property or some of our friends groups serve two properties in order to enhance the property, to do some fundraising, to include more amenities for people to enjoy. A lot of our friends groups support our environmental education programs, so expanding those programs for our visitors. Some provide concessions, and they really have a good time helping do some of these service projects that we talked about, clearing invasive species, and working as a group to support a property and raise awareness in the community of those recreation opportunities and volunteer opportunities. Does every state park have a friends group? We do not at this time, but we have 63 of them across the state. Yeah, that's so they, that's they serve 69 of our properties. So quite a few properties are supported by our friends. Group. Yeah, and you coordinate all those. That must be a little bit like herding cats. <laughs> <laughs> it's really enjoyable to work with our friends group members. They are so passionate about our properties and just want to do more to help us increase our recreation opportunities. Well, if somebody is listening and says, "Well, I live near Devil's Lake or Copper Falls or Patterson Falls or one of those parks, and I'd like to get involved. How can they do that? They can visit the DNR website at dnr.wi.gov and type in Friends Group, and they will find a whole page about what Friends Group 
group to do. We have a drop-down list that goes right to the website or Facebook page for our friends groups, and they can get in touch that way. Do you have a favorite place among these 69 properties that have friends groups, one you've worked with or uh, know personally? I really enjoy Mirror Lake State Park that's fairly near where I live, easy to get to, and there's so many other properties right around there as well, but just a gem right in the uh, Baraboo Hills and the, the Dells area. Yeah, it is. Now, I went on the website and I saw a handful of parks that have these work play Earth Day events. Are there more than just those that are listed? being added all the time throughout the month of April. We'll be adding more events, but there are quite a few already on the calendar that are happening right on Earth Day on April 22nd. Notably, we have one right at Governor Nelson State Park here in the Madison area that's named after Gaylord Nelson. Yes. And that will be a work event, and then they're planning a hike after the work event. Now, if someone wants to come to one of these work play events, I imagine you don't want to wear shorts and flip-flops, right? in the outdoors. Closed-toed shoes are always good, and bringing work gloves and water is always a good idea. And then check out what the event is going to be doing for the stewardship activity and dress appropriately. And some of them offer refreshments, I understand? That's correct. Our friends groups do support a lot of our Work Play Earth Day events and provide refreshments, and it's a great way to get to know our friends group members and, and learn about the friends group. And it's a nice social activity um, to get to know other people that are interested in our parks that, that come to the Work Play Earth Day events. Okay. Anything else you want our listeners to know before we wrap this up? Yeah, we do. Besides having these drop-in workday events throughout the year, we have more long-term volunteer opportunities like campground hosting, naturalists and nature center hosts, visitor services, greeters, and we have programs like Adopt-A-Trail. So those are also programs you can check out on um, the DNR website uh, at our volunteer opportunities page. Okay, and tell us once again, if folks know how to get to the DNR website, but what are the keywords to find your specific page? You can put in State Parks Volunteer, and you'll be able to find the Volunteer Opportunities page real easy. Okay, great. So, folks, it's dnr.wi.gov, and then keywords State Parks Volunteer. Well, Janet, thank you so much, and good luck uh, next weekend. I hope we have some nice weather for it. We had some amazing weather this week, but it's early yet, as a, a friend told me. Don't discount the cool April weather that sometimes uh, lasts right until the end of the month. So thank you so much for all that information. We hope a lot of folks come out for Workplay Earth Day events uh, in our state parks and properties. Yes, come out and join us. Looking forward to it. All right. Janet Hutchins is the coordinator of Friends Groups and Volunteer Services for the Bureau of Parks and Recreation Management in Wisconsin's DNR. And as we mentioned, dnr.wi.gov, keywords, state parks, volunteers. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Introducing the all-new OutdoorNews.com, the most trusted source for all things out-of-doors in the Great Lakes region just got better. At OutdoorNews.com, you'll now have full access to every outdoor news story, breaking news and updates, our comprehensive fishing and hunting reports, pro tips, and much more for our seven-state region and beyond. Top hunters and anglers look to Outdoor News to keep them up-to-date and ahead of the crowd. Now it's easier than ever with the all-new OutdoorNews.com. 
for the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society. The well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. The Midwest's largest fishing website, lake-link.com, is your online fishing resource. 90% of Lake Link's features are yours to use free of charge. And members get access to Lake Link's online lake map library, lets you get GPS coordinates of any spot on the lake, and export waypoints to your onboard electronics. Members also get free outdoor classified ads, discounts on online store merchandise, and a whole lot more. You can also listen to Outdoors Radio 24-7 on Lake Link. Listen to this week's show... Catch any of our past shows, subscribe to our podcast, or even sign up for our weekly e-newsletter so you'll know in advance what's coming up right here. Just type in the keyword radio. See what you've been missing. Log on to lake-link.com today. That's lake-link.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelm. We're brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. And the folks at Cedar Lake Sales remind us that Coast Guard personnel will be on hand May 13th for boat safety checks. You can check out Cedar Lake Sales on their website or their Facebook page for details. We're also brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. Find out about their upcoming DU Expo at duckexpo.com. And, of course, last week was their launch into summer event, and I asked Brian and uh, some of the other folks there uh, how that went, and they said, boy, it was really well attended, and it used to be a sales event, but it has morphed into a, a seminar and uh, fact-gathering information kind of session. And it was good. It was attended by a lot of people. I actually worked that a couple of years ago, and I did a seminar there, but I haven't been back, so... I told uh, Tracy that I'd be happy to do it again, so mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Well, folks, if our TV show, Outdoor Wisconsin, is not airing where you happen to live, you can watch past episodes at milwaukeepbs.org. And the Deer Hunt Wisconsin show from last year and from the last few years is archived on our Deer Hunt Wisconsin TV YouTube channel. And everything that we have talked about on the radio show uh, this week, last week, uh, all the way up till uh, about a year ago, is all online for you to listen to whenever you'd like to. You can download the show and take it with you. Go to Outdoors Radio uh, or out, uh, go to LakeLink, lake-link.com. Go to the Outdoor Radio page, and you can download the show. You can find Dan on social media throughout the week at Dan Small Outdoors and find me at Hardwater Jeff. And we've talked about where you can get our podcast, of course, Lake Link and iHeart Radio, but also at, at OutdoorNews.com. 
There's an ad that we've been running lately that talks about that as well. And you can hear some other show podcasts there, including Rob Driesline's uh, show from Minnesota. So I'll check it out. All the public comments on the proposed wolf management plan are now posted online. So if you go on to the DNR website and type in the keywords wolf management, you'll get them. There's about 3,500 um, 3,500 comments, and they range all over the map, as Jeff Nania mentioned earlier in the show. Um, so check it out if you're interested in that. And the new fishing regs and trout regs booklets for 23-24 are now available online or at licensed vendors as well. Pick up copies or download them when you renew your fishing license. And the new trout stamp by Mark Canitz of Markazan features two brook trout and a big mayfly one of them's about to grab. And it's on the cover of the Trout Regs booklet. The DNR also wants to thank hunters who submitted samples for CWD testing and the many volunteers who supported sampling kiosks and deer dumpsters this past year. And if you want to help with this program, you can visit the DNR website, type in CWD Volunteer Opportunities. Now, I take every deer head that we collect, either ones we shot or ones we pick up on the road. I take them to have them tested, and so far we've had them come back not uh, not detected, which doesn't mean they're clean, but it means they don't show that they have CWD. If you've ever thought about becoming a volunteer naturalist, there's a training program for naturalists set for July at Bong State Recreation Area in Kenosha County. It'll get you certified to teach and run programs. So Details, if you're interested, at wimasternaturalist.org, wimasternaturalist.org. And as we mentioned last week, if you've been thinking about becoming a conservation warden, the DNR is looking for new recruits. The application period started the 10th of April and runs through May 4th. You can learn more on the DNR website under the keywords Warden Recruitment. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. Warren and friends will present a series of concerts this spring. And if you're in the Washburn area this weekend and you hear this in time, on this Saturday, April 15th, they celebrate spring at the Harbor View Event Center in Washburn. show starts at 7.30, and there are more events coming up, one a month at least. You can visit warrennelson.com and click on the media page. I'm Dan Small here with Jeff Kelm. Well, Jeff, what do you got planned? Maybe a uh, youth turkey hunt this weekend? All depends on the weather, Dan. But, yeah, we may be able to talk about that this next week. All right. Well, good luck to Robert if he gets out. And, folks, get outside this weekend. Be sure to join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. And the heron is fishing on one cold leg. When the loon cries lover In the blue north wind I'll be trolling home to you When my wrist gets a little chilly On the gunnel When my lazy ike is just too lazy to lure When the worms go dry In the coffee can, honey 